Hello and welcome to episode 285 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today is part two of my conversation with Samantha. Do you remember her? She's pregnant, has type 1 diabetes. First on the show back in episode 259, where we learned all about Samantha's first pregnancy that did not end with a baby, and her diabetes diagnosis, and her new pregnancy, which is what we're talking about now in this four-part series. So if you have not heard episode 259, pause this, head back, listen to that one, and then come back. But if you have heard that, welcome back. This is my update with Samantha, update number two. There'll be two more. We're going to get one more right as she's about to pop, and another one about three months postpartum. So this is going to be a nice conversation that goes right through Samantha's pregnancy, try to give you the full picture of what's going on. Today, we're going to find out about the baby's gender and name, food cravings, things that are going on around the house, how Samantha's blood sugar has been behaving, and what position she can no longer have sex in. That's right. I asked all the important questions. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes. You can go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box to find out about the G6 continuous glucose monitor or myomnipod.com forward slash juice box to find out about the tubeless insulin pump that Arden has been wearing for over a decade. And don't forget to check out dancingfordiabetes.com to see everything that that beautiful organization is doing. Dancing, the number four, diabetes.com. Before Samantha and I get started, please let me remind you that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Samantha? Hi. Good morning. You? I'm sorry? I said, good morning. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I can, yes. So, I want you to know, this is nerve-wracking for me now. <sighs> is it? See, I'm, I'm feeling better about this one no than kidding. the last one. <laughs> so, my assumption is, and we're recording so you know, and I think I might leave this little bit in. My assumption was, because of your first experience, your recording that last one probably felt nerve-wracking, right? Like, yeah. a little like, I'm going to put this out in the world, and what if it doesn't go the right way? Is that how you were feeling a little? Oh, I didn't really worry about how it was going to go. Like, I think just recording it, because, like, could I get through it? And then after that, I was like, I don't really care what people think. <laughs> nice. So, I now realize, and this is... Uh, please, I hope this doesn't sound morbid, but now I realize, like, we're, do you know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. like, the expectation, of course, and I'm assuming everything's just going to be delightful. You know, babies are born constantly, and they're all ten fingers and ten toes, and et cetera. But, like, there's part of me that feels like we're recording a cross-country um, uh, road trip, 
except what we don't know is that you know when we get to California, there'll just be zombies there, and yeah. <laughs> like and I and I feel like I don't really worry about it, but it sticks in the back of my head a little bit, like every yeah, time we go to real do time. Yeah, you never know. I'd give you a heads up though. <laughs> it wouldn't be. Yo, can you imagine that we're we're forty five minutes into the third one, and you're like, "Oh, uh, my house caught fire, my husband left me," and, uh, yeah. and yeah, you know, like I'm just. Oh. Anyway, I now I'm like vestedly interested in your happiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, I can live up to the expectations. I'm a hundred percent certain you're going to. I just uh, I don't really find myself worrying about things very often, and that one thing. Like it's been sticking in my head a little bit. Like I hope she's okay. Yeah. This girl better. I want this girl to have a perfectly happy life. I do not want to get to episode four and it, you know, like the sad music comes on and it says, oh, man. "Sam never answered the fourth phone call." <laughs> I never heard from her again. <laughs> I don't know where she's at. Yeah. So anyway, that's all. Like I'm not even saying about your pregnancy or your marriage. I'm just like anything. Like if you get abducted at the mall now, I feel like it's my fault. <laughs> But that would make it more interesting. Certainly would. I could probably get on NPR with that. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's recap. You Pre- are preggers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How far along are we now? I will be 24 weeks tomorrow. Tomorrow being Thanksgiving. Yes. Congratulations. Do you Thank feel you. like you've hit any kind of a milestone yet, or is it just the slog at the beginning? Like, what's going on with... Um, like, how do you feel in the mornings and throughout the day? Um, I'm definitely getting progressively more uncomfortable mm-hmm. just, like, being because I'm getting, like, it's. there's no question that I'm, that if I'm pregnant or not anymore. Gotcha. I, I got to the point a couple weeks ago where people started asking me when I was due. And I was like, well, you don't even know if I'm pregnant. <laughs> Are you st- that see, I f- already I'm fascinated by this. You so even though you feel like they've obviously are stiffing you out as pregnant, right? And you're still thinking, I don't look pregnant. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yesterday I asked Wayne. I said, so like, could you like look at me and think, oh maybe she's not pregnant? And he just told me no. He's like, you're definitely pregnant. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Here we are. I bought my first pair of maternity pants this weekend with so. the elastic all the way around them yeah it's oh. in full swing now <laughs> well good for you it's not i mean listen i think acceptance in many forms of life is the first and best step yeah what was your hope <laughs> that you would just be like model thin throughout the nine months and the baby would pop out your ear when it was over or what were you really <laughs> hoping for no i knew i was gonna get like big i mean i'm not huge huge but i'm bigger because i was getting bigger than I was with my last pregnancy before I even got to the point of where my last pregnancy was. So I was like, this is going to, it's just going to keep going. My expectation and my understanding from talking to the ladies, and let's keep in mind that I have been a stay at home dad for over 20 years, (laughs) that most of what I do during the day is just me and a cluster of women. So is that after you have one or two, like by the time the third, you're more stretchy, your body just goes, Oh, I'm pregnant now. And it just goes (laughs) to the size it's supposed to be. And it's just like, everything's cool. Um, any weird stuff happening yet? Have your feet grown? Um, I don't think so. I haven't, I haven't noticed it. I'm just getting, I, I can't lay on my back for a long time anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's, 
difficult. It, sleeping has become more difficult. Back pain or um, acid reflux? Which is it? Um, like why I can't lay on my back? Yeah. Oh, just because the baby is squishing all my organs. Gotcha. See. So I'm laying on my back and I'm like, oh, this is very uncomfortable. Are you? Have you been thinking about um, like big ideas yet? Have you hit that part where your brain starts exploding and you're like, what about college? And like, <laughs> like have you have you skipped way ahead in your brain yet? No, my my OB keeps saying that we need to have a pediatrician. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start for there. Well, you um, finding one, I guess. You get you, you go on Facebook and you uh, <laughs> watch everybody complain about their pediatricians, and whoever seems to complain the least, that's your pediatrician. Yes, so I'll have to join some mom groups. Can I be honest with you? Yeah, close to your house. Oh yeah, every I I drive like five minutes to work. I can't. <laughs> I don't like driving. I'm not going to pick someone far away. Everything about life is close to your house. When yeah. uh, when when Cole used to play like travel baseball. People be like, oh, he's with a, a good team. How do you do that? And, you know, how did you forget with that team? I'm like, I don't know if this is a good team or not. I don't care. It, <laughs> it it needs to hit three criteria. He has to play. It needs to be close to my house and inexpensive. That's it. Yeah. The rest of it's BS. Like, I don't care. I don't care a lick about the rest of it, you know? Um, I think that too. I mean, listen, don't go to a doctor who, you know, seems scary or has like a hook for an arm or something like that. Like, you know, but I mean, any of them reasonably close to your house that takes your insurance. I think you're good. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, and then after the first appointment, if I don't like him, we can always switch. Totally bail on him. Look him right in the eye and be like, you're creeping me out. I got to go somewhere else. I'm sorry. (laughs) You won't be seeing my child again. I will tell you right after you, you lose a little bit of that, that nice gear. Once the kid's there, you you know what I mean? Like, you know, right now, if you, we're at a playground and just saw somebody doing something rude to another kid that looked like that kid was going to get knocked off. You sit back a little and go, Oh my God, I hope that kid doesn't fall off the sliding board. You know, but when it's your kid at the top mm-hmm. of the sliding board, you're going to fly across the space cursing and throwing hands at people. Like, oh, yeah. don't knock my kid. You'll just, you know, <laughs> you'll be fine. Uh, that's uh, it's interesting. So the, there is going to be a moment when in the like in the just a flood of hormones you're going to worry about like world peace and you know you're, you're going to start saying like i, I heard drought's going to be a problem in 50 years you, you, you like stuff like that <laughs> start getting consumed by it um how is has your interactions with your husband have you guys stayed the same like or is there any weird um like parenting transformations coming over yet guys sometimes get um weird when the the responsibility gets real like you you like switch over from like oh that's the guy I used to hang out with and do fun stuff <laughs> with and now he makes wants to make sure we're warm and safe and can pay for food like it's a it's a strange switch that gets thrown have you noticed it yet um i haven't noticed it he's pretty responsible already mm. so it's another level I mean- yeah, it hasn't. I guess it hasn't happened yet, or at least it hasn't happened outwardly yet. I didn't mean like that. He's right now, like you know, doing bong hits in your kitchen, yeah. and like, <laughs> and you're expecting him to stop doing that when the baby comes. I meant like there's this, like I don't know how to characterize it exactly, but I imagine people listening who have had it happen to them can like know the feeling. It's a horror, like a horror falls over you that like it's your you feel so responsible. Um, yeah. at least it happened to me. 
I, I do. I do tend to say things like, you can't do that when the baby's here. But you need to stop now. That's interesting. Do you have an example? Um, just like driving. Because he, when I'm in the car with him, he kind of sometimes has road rage. And I'm like, you can't do that when your child is in the back of the car. I would say, then how's the kid going to learn how to drive if you're <laughs> not willing to... Because I don't do it. You don't so. do it? All right. I, I don't have road rage. I mean, maybe I just don't drive enough. I have to say, I'm now interested in what, what qualifies as road rage. <laughs> like name calling. Oh, that's just a way to pass the time. I don't find that <laughs> rageful at all. Um, he, does he critique everyone's driving? Out, no, out it's, just, it's just when it affects him. Oh, oh like no. Directly. I'll look seven cars ahead and think to myself, why is that person making that left turn that shallow? Like, wh- <laughs> oh, who no. taught them how to drive? You, you know, as if I'm any better of a driver. Uh, but no, I, I'm happy to critique anything within my visual stimulus. <laughs> I, you know what? Can I tell you something? This is a little yeah. off of your pregnancy for a second. But I take Arden into school every morning. And we're going into this entrance. And I'm watching people make this kind of like there's people leaving the school trying to make a left or a right and people going into the school in that same, you know, Mm -hmm. thoroughfare, both making a left and a right in. I'm in the line trying to go in to make a left and I'm watching people come out and they're trying to sneak through traffic to make a left. And I said to Arden on a Tuesday, these people are getting more brazen as the school year goes on. They're not looking anymore. They're just going on hope someone's getting hit here. And she's like, oh, what are you man. talking about? I'm like a car coming from opposite of us is going to hit a car making a left coming out of the school. It's going to be the car coming out of the school left. It's fault. And Arden's like, you're out of your mind. A couple days later, I see it almost happen. I lay on the horn okay. and save a life. Maybe not a life. They're going like 30 <laughs> miles an hour, but I'm still telling you, I saved some damage. Arden's immediate response when she hears the the horn, the the second the horn starts, oh, dad, stop, stop. I'm like, first of all, you don't know what you're talking about. You're over there trying to jam your contact lenses in your eyes before you have to jump out of this car. And so I'm like, no, no, calm down. I'm like, I just stopped those people from hitting each other. And she looks at me like she doesn't believe me at all. And I turned to her and I smiled very wryly. And I was like, I'm a hero. Say something about that. <laughs> she, uh, ref- I mean, you are. They owe you. Uh-huh. She refused to anoint me a hero. <laughs> but you know when she started seeing the, um, the, the, the genuine genius in my ways? It was two days later when people crashed right into each other. And? Yep, right in front of us. Because they don't know how to drive. And I think your husband is just trying to point that out to them. And if he could get to them in their ear, he could probably help them. Don't you think? I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, but you call that road rage. Yeah, I'm just a very, um, I don't know, calm person when I drive. <laughs> when I drive, I don't know. I mean, sometimes if somebody, if somebody like cuts me off and I'm about to hit them, I get mad at them. But I got it's you. like a very momentary thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I um, did, has your husband ever gotten out of the car and physically threatened somebody? No, no. All right. Has he ever began driving fifteen to twenty miles an hour faster than he was driving to get back in front of somebody? Probably. Okay. He's got like half road rage. He's fine. He's one hundred percent fine. Don't worry about him. Absolutely fine. All right, one more, right, and then we'll move on to your pregnancy. Okay. I'm a small kid. I don't know how old. Eight, nine years old. Sitting on the center, like. 
you're not old, so you don't know this, but cars used to have bench seats across the front. And, <laughs> and in the newer, fancier versions of that, there was a middle section that would fold down so the driver could put their arm on it. I would sometimes sit on that thing in the middle while my dad drove because it was oh, like, yeah. you know, it was like 1979 and nobody cared about my life. You, you know what I mean? Like my seatbelt literally was my dad reaching out and grabbing me. You think that's a joke? I'm 100% being trying. I've, I've had my face pulled right back from the dashboard of the windshield by my father who was just like, gotcha, bring you back, you know, like that. So a guy cuts my dad off. And it's really egregious. I still remember to this day. It wasn't like it, we were on back streets um, and like these sprawling back streets that went kind of on forever, you know, where there's homes. And this guy comes flying up on us. We're going, you know, 25, 30 miles an hour. He comes flying up on us and whips around us and cuts us off and keeps going. It was really crazy. My father chased that person down, cut them off, stopped their car. Oh, man. Looks at me, puts the car in park, takes a drag off his cigarette, and says to me, Scott, one day far into the future, you will have a child with type 1 diabetes, and they should use an insulin pump called the Omnipod. Isn't that crazy? My dad was a time-traveling soothsayer. He wasn't, actually, but I guarantee you if he was, he would tell me to use the Omnipod. And I know that because I've watched my daughter live with and without Omnipod. And I know that life is better with it. Being untethered, right? Being able to pump insulin, make decisions about extended boluses and temp basal increases and decreases, stuff that if you're on MDI right now, you might not even know about. But when you get to the Omnipod, the whole world's going to open up to you. Like try to imagine a meal, right? Where you really feel like you need six units, but you need four of the units sort of now, sooner, but two of them you really need later. You know, like in a scenario where food might have more fat or protein in it. and the rise that your blood sugar has, it doesn't happen for hours sometimes after the meal. You could do an extended bolus that would break up your, your meal insulin into some now, some out over time. It's a huge impacting tool. I also love being able to do temporary basal increases and decreases for those moments in the day that don't need quite as much basal insulin or more basal insulin than they normally does at that time period. This is the flexibility you get with Omnipod. And not only that, tubeless, so you can wear it while you're exercising, bathing, swimming, you never lose that connection to your insulin. It's so important. And you can try the Omnipod today absolutely for free and with no obligation by going to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box and getting the pod experience kit. Try it today with no obligation. Myomnipod.com forward slash juice box with the links in your show notes or juiceboxpodcast.com takes a drag off his cigarette and says to me, hold this, hands me his cigarette. I am now about nine years old, holding a cigarette by the tip out in front of me, hoping the ash doesn't fall on my hand. That's the extent of my knowledge of how to manipulate a cigarette at nine, luckily. And uh, my dad gets out very calmly, walks up to the car, and uh, I see him go, taps on on the guy's window. And so now I'm like, hmm. So I start leaning out of the window so I can hear. And I hear my dad go, roll down the window. Oh, man. And I thought, he's going to kill this guy. And I've never really seen my dad do anything similar to this before. And uh, after a couple of chidings, the guy, for reasons I still can't understand as an adult and definitely didn't understand as a nine-year-old, rolled the window down. And my my dad leaned into the car. 
his top half was gone for 20 seconds. He came back, got in the car, took the cigarette back, and said to me, well, he'll never do that again. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, right on. And I never will either. You, you, you know, like, I'm never going to disrespect you again, just in case you were wondering, you know, like, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But I, what I realized later is that my dad saw, like, the policing of our neighborhood as partly his job. Uh-huh. And, and I think you would call that road rage. Uh, so I don't know what. <laughs> and the, you turned out fine. Did I? I don't know about that. All right. So have you been thinking about parenting ideas, like uh, things you want to do? Are you got to that point yet? Or is it more about like, I just need to get through this. And Um, is it more about your diet and your blood sugar and stuff like that right now? Well, no, we talk about parenting stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I, we kind of talk about stuff like that, like throughout our relationship. Cause when we met the, like the thing that we like both connected on is the fact that we wanted a family and that was really important to us. So I kind of like think that the parenting talk was just like woven into our relationship from early on. I completely identify with that. There's part of me seeing Kelly was, I used to think she's going to be a good mom. And that felt really important to me. Even when I was like younger, like 20, 21 years old, I thought like, I don't want to, I don't want to like hook up with a girl who like one day is, you know, doing questionable stuff with my children and I'm trapped and I can't get away. Like, yeah. you know, I never want to have to pull a kid aside and be like, yo, so I obviously chose really poorly. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to pack a bag and get out of here after she falls asleep. Right. Like I didn't want, I didn't want that situation. Yeah. But so you guys just sort of like something happens and you, you'll comment on it. Like, Hey, when the kid, if we ever have a kid and it gets older, that's something I'd like to do or something I'd like to not do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we talk about that. That's nice. Good for you. I think that's really wonderful, actually. Thanks. I like the pre-planning aspect of it. I, I mean, we wanted to make sure we're on the same page before we throw a kid into the mix. Well, look at you being responsible. Not everyone is, you know. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> not everyone. Sometimes. <laughs> You're like, I'm way not responsible about a lot of others. <laughs> so how have you been making out with your blood sugars? Is it, is it um, I mean, tell me about it a little bit. It's been constantly changing and it's pretty, I mean, there's, there's like a week span where like things are good and I'm not trying to chase figuring out what my basil should be. So I've noticed it's my basil that always needs. And it's a little bit frustrating because sometimes it changes every day. So then I spend part of the day trying to figure out what my basil is supposed to be. So I can get that steadiness and not go high or go low from eating. And like this last week has been really rough. Yesterday was terrible. I couldn't, I don't even think I figured out what my basil was supposed to be before I went to bed. So I was high all night. And high for me. And um, so it's just been changing a lot. I haven't hit the insulin resistance that is supposed to be coming soon. Mm -hmm. I like as an overall generalization, I've been needing less insulin than like pre-pregnancy. So I'm still a little bit insulin sensitive for the most part, but sometimes it changes where I do need more. And I think it has to probably do with where my pot is put also. Absorption and sites. Yeah. Yeah. I just spent two days with Arden, uh, with her 
pod on her leg. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it just didn't go well. And the entire time I'm trying to make adjustments that I'm really thinking, I think it's the site. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I just don't think we're getting absorption where we chose this time as well as we could be. And uh, it's it, it's incredibly frustrating because I take your point. Like it's, it feels like you spend the entire day trying mm-hmm. to figure out your blood sugar. And it's hard because I like need to eat because I'm hungry. Yeah. And like if I just didn't eat, I could probably figure it out really quickly. Mm-hmm. But like I can't not eat. So I'm like eating, but then trying to figure out what my basal is supposed to be, but then chasing the blood sugars from my basal being off. And is that, um, (laughs) you're like, it's exhausting. I was wondering, is it, um, I'm searching for a word, but is it nerve wracking? Like, cause you're in that space where you're thinking I'm supposed to keep my blood sugar really stable and, you know, on the, the more normal side for the baby, but the baby also needs the food, which today is making my blood. Do you get caught in that loop? Is it scary? I, I think when, I think I get most worried when I'm having like, cause a low, I can always fix pretty simply just by eating. And then the highs are what really bug me because I feel like that I'm hurting him yeah. and I'm worried about that, even though like, a high for me is probably a bit lower than the highest a non-diabetic blood sugar gets. Mm-hmm. It's still like in my mind, like I shouldn't be that high, right. even though for that moment it's probably okay. So it just gets a little bit, it's just a little bit anxiety and I put a lot of pressure on myself. So that doesn't help. Yeah. I can feel, I can see that as being a situation where you get into your own head and you're just, you have these two like fighting ideas and they're both making you anxious in a different, like a similar, but different way. Yeah. Uh, and then you're worried about little Scott the whole time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not going to be the name I know, but it doesn't matter. Um, have you thought about some names yet? Yeah, we have a name. Dude, that, oh, that, that's going to definitely stick then. We're good. Yeah. Cause we picked out last time we picked out a boy and a girl name and we obviously used the girl name. So mm-hmm. we still had the boy name left over and we still like it a year later. So I'm just realizing, did we not know it was a boy in the last episode? No. Oh, hey, everyone. Big announcement. (laughs) Samantha's having a boy. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can tell I don't plan this podcast or I would have definitely set that (laughs) up better. Um, But that's so cool. When did you find out? You found out like right after. Yeah. Because we, yeah, probably like the week after we did the first podcast. Okay. Wow. Was it, where where were you? Everybody good? I mean, obviously you're getting one or the other. It's not a huge thing, but. (laughs) Um, but were you like, okay, you happy? Wayne was super excited. He wanted a boy and I was, I didn't, I was, I don't know. It was a weird feeling. I just recently, maybe in the last month have gotten really excited about like the baby in general. I think I'm finally like, I was finally let myself like get excited mm. if that makes sense no of course it does do you feel like you've passed some sort of a threshold i did i realized last podcast i misspoke and with how far along i was with the last pregnancy and i was actually i think i said like 25 weeks and i was actually 21 weeks mm-hmm. and i feel really bad about saying the wrong number because like after i had listened to the podcast i like did the actual math and i was like oh man i was wrong on that 
But no one knew but so, you, but that's okay. Now everybody knows. Now, yeah. Um, but so once I got to like 22 weeks, there was just like this weight, I think that lifted off of me because it was like, I'm going to have starting like new experiences now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, it kind of separated itself. I mean, it's like probably not to trivialize it, but you never get stuck on a video game and you couldn't get past a certain spot and you, you know, keep playing and playing and playing. And then one day you move past the board and you're like, Ooh, I'm doing it. It just just feels like. Probably before then you thought maybe this is as far as this goes, you know, and, and now you're like, oh, maybe that was more of a fluke and this is just what's going to happen, which I'm assuming is, is your situation, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just, uh, it's really interesting. I'm so, it's very, um, kind of you to talk about it. I, uh, I'm reminded of I mean, if it, if it helps one person, then that's enough for me. Yeah. That's very cool. So, okay. So your insulin needs haven't really gone up yet. You're not worried about lows because you could, you're, are you always hungry? Most, and most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. My, the, my hunger has increased a lot in the last couple of weeks. Has your palate changed or are you using similar foods <sighs> that you enjoyed before pregnancy? Um, I'm eating similar foods that I enjoyed before pregnancy. I haven't had any like cravings I don't think yet mm-hmm. I mean there's some things I don't know I always thought cravings were like this intense need for something and I haven't had that yet so I don't know like I I mean I only have my wife as an example um you know I don't have like 20 kids spread out around the country with 16 <laughs> different women or something like that so I only have my wife as an example but she just was more as she got more and more pregnant with my son she was like junk food oriented we we did a oh, lot yeah. of a lot of takeout like like drive through stuff, but with Arden it was like all like vegetables and like she felt that way about it and she all she yeah. could say was that she just felt like that's what she wanted to eat. Yeah, I feel sometimes. I mean, when we're deciding what to eat, some things don't sound good, and I won't be able to eat it. But for the most part, I'm eating normally, cool as I did before, just more. Excellent. We um. Just gonna glance over this, uh, not too, not too deeply, but um, everything like you guys still rolling along in the bedroom the same. It, that hasn't started to feel weird yet. Um, we, I mean, the positions have changed. Oh, because I'm, I can't lay on my back and I can't lay in a certain like positions for longer than I. It's just, it's, I'm just very uncomfortable laying down in general. In general. It yeah. Does, doesn't matter I mean, how good anything else is that's happening. Or yeah. we're not good. I don't know what Lane's yeah. up to. Maybe it's you know, maybe maybe you're just using the baby as an excuse to like, oh, this again. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say that there's times where I'm more like into it, like wanting to like mm-hmm. like I'm initiating things more often. The Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor is a small wearable sensor and transmitter that sends your glucose numbers to a smart device or receiver every five minutes, and it's easy to wear and easy to use. Try to imagine seeing your blood sugar, the speed and direction of it, in real time without having to prick your finger. That's right, you do not have to do finger sticks with the Dexcom G6. So get started with the Dexcom G6 today and let Dexcom help to make knowledge your superpower using the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitoring system. My daughter Arden has been using the Dexcom for 
it feels like forever at this point. To be perfectly honest with you, it is hard to know how we would do what we do without the Dexcom. And what is it that we do? Well, Arden's A1C has been between 5.2 and 6.2 for over five years with zero diet restrictions. We make decisions about her insulin using the information that comes from the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. It's amazing, right? Like, think about that. Waffles, potatoes, rice, bread, Chinese food, pizza, all the stuff that seems like, oh, I can't eat that. Makes my blood sugar go way too high. Well, when you have the Dexcom, you can use the insulin more artfully and keep things like that from happening. Now, these are our results, of course, and yours may vary, but I feel incredibly confident telling you that you should go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box and find out more right now about the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. There are also links in your show notes and at juiceboxpodcast.com. After you get your Dexcom, head over to Dancing for Diabetes. That's dancing, the number four, diabetes.com. You're going to find a small organization that's getting bigger every day, and that organization is helping children to live well with type 1 diabetes. They are raising funds for a cure all through the art of dance. Dancing, the number four, diabetes.com. Okay, I love the sponsors, but the ads are out of the way now. We're going to get going again with Samantha. All right, I love the sponsors, Omnipod, Dexcom, Dancing for Diabetes, but that's enough of that. We got to get back to Samantha. We still have to find out the baby's name, a little more about how she's handling her blood sugars, a bunch of other stuff. Plus, you know, we're right in the middle of this conversation about sexy pregnant time. We don't want to miss that. You guys ready? Home stretch. Oh, how does he seem about that? Is he like excited, like a little boy Christmas? <sighs> I'm sure, yeah. He doesn't say, see, maybe that's where I go wrong. He doesn't actually say out loud, oh my God, getting this girl pregnant was a stroke of genius. And <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mention that as you're walking into the bedroom. Like, no. no, like I might make an announcement like, wow, thank God I knocked you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. He sounds like an adult. Uh, <laughs> so positions have had to change, but for similar reasons, you can't lay or you can't, you can't just be on your back at all. Yeah. Gotcha. And I, yeah. And obviously, obviously we have the problem with like, I don't want like laying on my Dexcom. So depending on where my Dexcom is, if my pod is in a spot where it's sensitive, then I don't want to be touching that. And there's a lot going uh, on. So you're basically uh, standing on one <laughs> leg and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> balancing on a dresser. <laughs> yep. Well, that's nice. I think it's, a, I think it's, a, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot to get around, obviously. Um, but you know, sounds worth it to me. And plus how great is it? You can't get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't you have that thought? It, which by the way is completely ridiculous because you are pregnant and you wanted to be pregnant, but you're just like, Oh, I can have sex as much as I want and I'm not going to get pregnant. Yeah. I like saying, I hope I don't get pregnant. afterwards. <laughs> Do you have a good job? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't, <laughs> Hold on a second. I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I'm not looking at... I, I hope everyone listening realizes. You're probably like, yeah, we completely realize, Scott, because you're rambling. But I'm not looking at any notes. So it's not like I have a thought coming up. So if I lose the train of the conversation, I have to start over again. And I just made myself laugh. The thing I thought to say, I can't say. So I have to stop and start over again. Um, okay. Uh, so we know about the kid, the baby, the baby, I'm going over my notes in my yeah, head. Yeah, do you want to know his name? 
I don't know. Should we tell people? Oh, I don't know. We don't have to. Well, I mean, I, I think we can, but let's, um, let's wait a little longer so that they have to okay. listen all the way to the end. How about that? We'll tell, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll tell everybody the name at the end of the podcast. Samantha, now you're understanding better. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what was always my goal really. Uh, because I'm thinking the next time we do this in three more months when you'll be, geez, how long, how far along will you be the next time we record? I think we're doing it in February, so I'll be like 35 weeks. Okay. Um, hold on one second. 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, 20, 32. So you're just going to be about ready to have the baby. Yeah. Okay. So my goal is to get all the info out of you this time, just in case the next time we talk, you're just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> The pregnancy brain fuzz. Yeah, I can't think, and I'm standing on one leg right now, up against my dresser to record this because I can't <laughs> sit down, and you know that that whole thing, and 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 the talk of your love making turns into I'm just like do it again, see if it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm expecting that conversation could go much differently. But so, how about the little stuff like baby room? Are you starting to buy stuff? Uh, we had a lot of stuff from last time. Mm -hmm. So we will not we Wayne built the crib a couple weeks ago. So that's built. And we're trying to get things like kind of situated for the most part in there. He has the week of Christmas off. So that's his task that week. Oh, you made a list for him? I just said, get the baby room ready. Yeah, I hate when there's a list on the counter. Mm -hmm. It really makes me feel like a child. Um, it's just the one thing. Though. No, I know. But I'm just saying, careful as you get older. When when that list <laughs> starts turning to five, six things, just know that Wayne's going to look at that and go, I don't need you to tell me to cut the lawn, but thank you so much. Um, as, your, <laughs> as your anxiety builds, that if the lawn's not cut, your baby won't have a good life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my God, you have no idea what very likely may happen to you after that kid comes out. I And you know who really doesn't know? Wayne, who wished for a boy, but should not have. Because oh, yeah. that kid is going to like jump out into the world and you're going to look at it and think, that's my new boyfriend. This guy over <laughs> here, old boyfriend. Well, I've already told him that he, this kid is going to get whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What Wayne doesn't realize in the moment is the, um, there's a finite amount of, um, whatever. And when you're giving more whatever to the baby, there's less whatever for Wayne. He doesn't realize that at the moment. I'm just hoping he's taking copious notes about your sex right now so that he can recall it later in his life. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure that won't happen. So when you said he built the crib, you just meant he took it out of the box and put it together, right? Like Wayne didn't like take a tree and fashion it into a oh, crib. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. He just put it together. Because <laughs> I was just like, wow, what a handy guy. It was the, When you used the word built, I was like, he must be out there with like a plane and a you know, like some stain and stuff and just making a whole thing. But I found putting the crib together to be terrible. I um, was bad I mean, at I it. I wasn't home. So it was done when I got home. Look at you. <laughs> you know what else stinks? Um, and may I uh, say practice frequently prior is getting that car seat into your car. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not easy. Well, we have, I don't know how different car seats, like baby car seats are from normal car seats, like for older kids. Mm -hmm. But I got my nephew's car seat down. So you figured it out. Uh, the, uh, are you talking about like the booster seat thing? 
No, I don't think it's a booster seat. Okay. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Just it clips t- in and stuff. I don't know. Just don't whip it out of the box and try it the day you need it. Just that's all oh, I'm yeah. saying because yeah. it gets frustrating. And even they have those latches now in the seats, but then it's hard to get the seatbelt tight enough to hold it down. And then in your mind, if it moves the tiniest little bit, you're like, well, that's going to kill the kid. So I can't do that. And, you know, like, so you're out there over and over again. I just, I have a horrible recollection of putting in my car seat. Sometimes fire stations or police departments help if you're really bad at it. Or hospitals. But I hope you're not that bad at it. You don't seem like you will. You'll see. (laughs) What are your, um, do you have any, any concerns that aren't baby related right now? Like things you're, that you find sticking in your head? Um, I, that aren't baby related. Yeah. Like has like something else become incredibly important? Are you all of a sudden worried about your 401k or like a leak in the roof that you've been ignoring for three years or something like that? Do you find yourself thinking like that or are you, is it just pretty focused on the baby? I mean, I guess, well, I think that all my thoughts are like in connection with the baby at at, at, in some way mm-hmm. like we are air conditioning and our heater were broken when we first moved into this house and we just got it fixed a week ago because we thought that the baby needed to have temperature regulation available to them you didn't need if, it but the baby does yeah like if we weren't having a baby we probably wouldn't have fixed it because it was just so dang expensive mm-hmm. but because the baby was going to be here we wanted to fix it before so that if it was too hot or too cold in the house or, I mean, California weather is pretty moderate, but just in case we needed it for him. Gotcha. Home protection. Yeah. Do you own a gun? No. Do you think about it? I have, I have a BB gun and we have two dogs. Okay. I don't own a gun. I just, <laughs> by the way, if any of you can figure out where I live, I do own a gun. So don't come here, but, <laughs> but I don't own a gun. And, and so I just don't know, like I, that's something I never considered in my life, right? I'd never once in my life stood in my, you know, stood in my foyer, my living room as I was getting ready to go to bed and thought, what happens if someone breaks in tonight? How exactly will I handle it? I've just always assumed like that yeah. won't happen. And then you have a kid and you're like, okay, now I have like an escape plan if someone comes into the house. Um, I know what window I can throw a kid out of that the fall won't kill them if the place catches on fire. <laughs> like there's literally like, like all these bizarre things. Now, I don't know if that's just me or not, but I find myself taking the big things that could go wrong and walking them through in my head as practice. That might yeah. be a mental illness. I'm not sure. I know. But I now have like contingency plans for many, many things. Like I've literally sat my children down and said, okay, listen, if you ever hear there's a shooter in your school, I don't care what they've taught you. If you're on the first floor, jump out the window and run to the woods. Okay, and so, and yeah. and my kids are like, "What?" I'm like, "I don't care what happens. I want your ass up, out the window, and sprinting in a zigzag wow. fashion to the tree line." Okay, exactly. Yeah, and, and and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah," but then they never do anything when it like comes. So I don't think they're they listen to me. Do you know what I mean? But I've found mm-hmm. myself thinking about weird stuff like that ever since I've had kids. I haven't got there yet. I think the extent of getting there is that we sleep with our bedroom door closed right now. And I told Wayne that we're going to have to start sleeping with it open when the baby is in his room, because 
I have to be able to hear everything that's going on in the house. And you likely will. My wife could have three versions of the flu and have been Mm -hmm. up for 48 hours and finally fallen asleep and a noise is in the house and she's just like, did you hear that? And I'm like, wait, what? Like, who are you? Like, you you know, like (laughs) I have to wake up and I'm like, she's like, there's a noise downstairs. I was like, we have dogs. They're not barking. And then she goes, what if they're dead? Because he killed them. And I'm (gasps) like, well, then I mean, he's going to, if he killed the dogs, he's going to kill us too. Like, I don't think there's anything we can do about it. We don't have a gun. And like, but even like the kids, like, did you hear Arden just like snore or roll over? Did you hear Cole talking to sleep? She hears everything when she's in it. I'm fascinated by it. Well, hopefully that's how, that's just a mom thing then. I believe it is. I think you're going to just get that like, um, like on day one, like you just download it all. It's like, you'll get a code yeah. when the, the baby, baby pops out. out and you just, you type a code into your phone and then you'll hear things while you're sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly how that works. <laughs> I actually think that might be similarly to how it actually works because it was, I always felt like visually, you, you know, like at the beginning of a movie where a guy uh, has to fly a plane, but he doesn't really know how to fly it. And you see him like throwing all these switches around and looking in a book. Like, I feel like someone just crawled into a hatch in my wife's back and threw on 25 switches that weren't on pr- previously. And now, yeah. and now she just knows how to do things that she didn't know how to do before. It's very strange. That's what having a baby does to you. Well, it also <laughs> made her feet bigger. But maybe that won't happen to you, Samantha. It's very possible. Hopefully not, because my feet are already pretty big. (laughs) That's an admission to make in front of thousands and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people. (laughs) Well, I'm tall, so. How tall are you? Uh, 5'9". As is my wife. Are you hoping for tall children? Uh, Well, he is already, he's in the 79th percentile. Even inside, you can tell that? Yeah. Wow. Because they measure him and everything, so... I didn't know before they told me this, but 50% 50 percentile is normal. Mm -hmm. So he's at 79 already. And I'm like, oh my gosh, please slow down. Yeah. How's he getting out? Have you thought about (laughs) that yet? Every moment of every day. (laughs) (laughs) You would enjoy talking to Arden who will say, she doesn't even have a boyfriend or a boy. Like there's boys that like, I think want to ask her out at school, but she's scary. So they leave her alone. Uh, But even around the house, like I'm going to tell you, once at least every two months, Arden will rando say, I am not having a baby because I don't want something like that coming out of my vagina. <laughs> and like she just, she really steadfastly is not up for that idea at the moment in her life. Um, if she was actually pregnant, I think she would probably think about it 24 hours a day. Yeah, I do. And then especially when people say, oh, you're getting big. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like no he's normal okay he's he's at least he's 50 percent, which is a coin flip but 79 so is, is wayne tall yeah he's six i mean yeah six one okay six two maybe six, six one six, six two, two you're five so, i mean he's taller he's taller than me so what about uh women in his life in your life do they have big babies um you know we've asked our parents how like big and like weighing wise and length wise we were and like uh we i always forget i'm like i don't know it's not gonna make me feel better (laughs) no it won't you should ask them to lie to you i have a friend i swear to you i'm almost 50 years old i have a friend who had her first baby near the time i had mine so our kids Mm -hmm. are 
I could have just said my kids are a similar age. I don't know why I went through all that. Uh, but she had a really big baby. And she still sometimes talks about it. So I think it was, like, devastating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. Like, as soon as I go into labor, I'm going to be, please give me the epidural now. And don't stop. Have you spoken with your doctor about, like, your CGM and your pump and, like, how yeah. how all that how is that all that going to get handled? I made it very cool. I I made sure I, by saying I'm going to handle my own diabetes management when I go into labor, right, is what I said to her. And she said that there shouldn't be an issue. And I was like, okay, because I've heard bad stories with like the hospital not letting people wear their pump and they want to stick them on an IV. And like, I don't want, like, I don't trust them to do it and I'm doing fine. So if there's anything I need to sign now saying that I'm responsible for my own diabetes and let's get that going because I'm not going to let somebody take over. I mean, my, I think Wayne will have to do it at some point because I don't know how coherent I'm going to be, Yeah. but I don't want the hospital doing anything for my diabetes. Good for you. Uh, does he know what to do or is this something you guys are going to have to go over? Um, he, I mean, he knows the overview of how to give me insulin and he knows what my target range is and he knows that it will do the calculations like if I'm eating, mm-hmm. but he needs like more of a crash course. Yeah. If he's actually take it over. I've been begging him to like take over my diabetes for a day. That's a great idea. But he doesn't want to do it when, he, when I'm pregnant. So um, too late. <laughs> Seriously, it's too late. Now he has to, uh, because otherwise you're going to have to hire five, uh, crisis actors to come in and like <laughs> one of them's going to have to kick you in the back while, um, while one of them's whispering in your ear, this giant thing's going to come out of your vagina. And then three other people are screaming and that should pretty much approximate like the lead up to the baby coming out. And, uh, yeah. uh and someone's going to have to act as one of your mothers who won't leave the room, who has to be told to leave. Um, <laughs> Well, I already told everybody that Wayne's the only person in the room with me. Even in the lead up, like in the hours and hours before, you're going to let them hang out. But when it starts happening, they're gone. No, because what if they don't leave when it starts happening? Happened to my wife. One of the major screw ups of my life, um, (laughs) as far as my wife is concerned, I believe it is number 643 on her list of things (laughs) I've done wrong. Um, My, we uh, got in the we were there for a long time, like, you know, eight, 10 hours for my son. And, um, you know, it turned into like a hang. It just, there were people, (laughs) seriously, there were just people in and out. And, and, uh, then all of a sudden it started happening and I felt panicky and never told my mom to get out. (laughs) And so, and I didn't, and I don't know why it didn't occur to her. Like maybe the same thing happened. Like, I don't think my mom was like, Hey, I'm going to hang out and see, you know, Kelly give birth. I think it just happened really quickly and it was startling and, you know. Yeah. And it's like, Oh man, it's happening. Right. You don't know what to do. And you kind of freeze. And then I didn't like immediately get her to leave. And then it went on for a couple of minutes. And then Kelly gave me the eyes. Like, I know in my heart, she was like, yo, get your mom out of here with her eyes. Like, I know that's what she was saying. And then I got caught in that, like, I don't know if I I felt panicked or badly. Like, I can't remember how I felt, but I didn't do it. (laughs) So 
<laughs> my mom was just there for the landing, you know, and yeah. um, it was fairly horrifying for Kelly, I think. Uh, but anyway, I can yeah, tell you. I don't, for me, I don't like, I wouldn't mind if they were there, but I'm just going to be like so like stressed out about the whole situation that I don't need additional people in the room. That you feel responsible for. Yeah. And I don't want there are people being in the room. Like if our parent, like if my mom was in there and his mom was in there or if my sister was in there, I feel like Wayne would want to focus on them and I need him to focus on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in that moment, like there's exactly what happened. Like I, I was in a weird situation where my wife was asking me one thing and I didn't know how to say that to my mom. And I've never, by the way, in my life had trouble telling my mom like anything like we have a real yeah. clear relationship. I, if, if I would have just looked up at her and been like, Bev, what are you doing in here? Get out. I think she, I think she would have, <laughs> would have snapped her out of it and she would have been like, yeah, why am I here? And she would have just left, you know, but, yeah. uh, it didn't happen that way. And as, um, recently as four days ago, Kelly reminded me of it, Keep, oh, really? <laughs> keeping in mind that Cole's going to be 20 in a couple of months. Um, <laughs> she's still, uh, she still reminded me of it. Having said that, she did just say to me the other day, I really can't hold a grudge, can I? And I was like, oh, you're an absolute professional at it. Um, we, she, we joked about her losing her memory one day, and she said, uh, how will I hold my grudges if I can't remember things? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's scary. Oh. At least she knows, though. <laughs> oh, she's completely aware of it. I like yeah. to say that Kelly is still mad at me for the very first thing I did wrong to her. Um <laughs> You know, and she can tell you what that was. She can. I have no clue, but <laughs> she can. Yes, because it's written down somewhere. I actually said to her um, in the extension of that joke, I was like, "Well, when you make, lose your memory, you could make a list." And she goes, "Great idea," but then she gave me a dirty look because she knows I was making fun of that she makes lists. Of <laughs> She's a list. Do you make lists? Um, no. Yeah. Do you? I I find it disturbing. Here's here's (laughs) what I think about life. You'll do the things that need to be done, and the things that don't get done apparently didn't need to get done. (laughs) I guess. Until you get to a point where you're like, oh, shoot. Why isn't that done? Well, then you do it. Now it's at (laughs) the top of the list. No, it's never too late. You're fine. It's not like I'm talking about putting air in the tires before driving or something like that. That would come to the top of the list. I would do that. I am telling you, I feel like what I just said over the last 30 seconds was infuriating to every female that heard those words. <laughs> I like putting reminders in my calendar. That's, that's like my type of list. I do that. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Now, my wife is just like... She's got a list. It's in her head. And then when she doesn't want it in her head anymore, she puts it on paper. Then when it goes on paper, it becomes my list. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I hate it. Like, I don't even like taking a list to the grocery store. Oh, gosh. Because my brain doesn't work like that. Like, I yeah. just, I just roll up and down the aisles and I snatch up stuff that I know we need and I'm out. And if I miss something, all good. The grocery store is, you know, five minutes from my house. I'll just go back if I need to. It's not like you're not there pretty much all the time anyway. Um, but she's like, when she makes me the list, I end up going up and down aisles like a thousand times. Oh no. It adds like a half an hour to my shopping trip. And yes, I'm the one that goes shopping. I do everything really. I'm a stay at home. I'm a stay at home parent. Like I do all the things. What are you going to do with that? Like, how are you going to take care of little baby boy (laughs) when, when, when he's here? What's your plan? Um, so I'm really lucky. My boss has told me that I can bring him to work with me. 
So he'll be, yeah, he'll be going to work with me until he becomes mobile and unwrangleable. Then you're going to put him in a closet? (laughs) Yeah, probably like a drawer in my office. If you take the sharp stuff out of it, I don't legally think Mm -hmm. there's anything wrong with that. Remind me of what you do that you can have a baby with you. Um, I'm a paralegal. Huh. Your boss is out of his mind. (laughs) She. She? Yeah. Look, that was sexist of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's two partners of the firm. One is a male and one's a female, but I, I'll be sharing the office with the the female. So uh, see, now that makes more sense that a woman said it to you and not a guy. There's no way a guy <laughs> would have been like, just bring the baby to work. Well, he knows. So. Yeah, but it wasn't his idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you left it just to him, he'd be like, can't we put that kid in a closet or a drawer or something like <laughs> that? Funny. He made a joke that he'll be coming in the office last when the baby comes. <laughs> I don't think that was a joke, Samantha, but I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I think he was just, he was speaking his truth out loud is what he was doing. I'm yeah. sure. So your job would allow for you to have time with the baby. Are you breastfeeding? Is that part of this? Um. Well, I mean, the biggest part is that we won't have to pay for childcare. Mm-hmm. But um, I do plan on breastfeeding, but I also plan on bottle feeding right away because I want Wayne to be able to feed him because I can't do it all. Yeah. That's too much. Especially yeah. if you're, so you're bottle, you'll bottle feed breast milk, you're thinking? Yeah, if I have enough. If right. not, then I'm, I'll use formula. Yeah. I'm not, I don't mind. Our kids had formula, both of them. Yeah, my sister was only formula and she turned out fine, so I don't see... That was in the 90s. I mean, I'm sure formula is even better now. <laughs> Keep in mind, you can't see her thoughts. But other than that, I hear what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that she's dreaming all day of doing something terrible to the squirrels in her front yard or something like that. But um, I don't think that. By the way, I, it's important to note in episodes like this, again, that I am able to come up with bizarre examples that have nothing to do with my consciousness. So I have not considered any of the things silly that I've said so far. So I've never thought of murdering a squirrel is I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, so I get your point. I think Kelly tried to breastfeed Cole for a little while and it didn't, it went okay for however long it went. And then he kind of weaned off, but with Arden, it didn't work out as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forget why. Um, but it was something to do with nipples. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm not kidding. And, um, it's just a long time ago, so I can't remember. But yeah, I think that's plus at overnight, like seriously, in an attempt to sleep, there's a lot of getting up and feeding in the beginning. Yeah. It's, and I think overnight, I probably will do most of it just because it'll be the easiest when we're like getting out of a sleep rather than like going to get a bottle ready. Mm-hmm. But at other times, I want to be able to be like, hey, you go, go feed your child. Yeah. And let me sleep. And, al- and also, in all honesty, I really am going to need a drink. After I get this child out of me. Gotcha. So <laughs> you're, you're not sure how long you'll be able to keep the breast milk pure uh, before it uh, turns to whiskey. What are we thinking of? Beer? What wine. We, wine. Wine, <laughs> beer. I'm going through the withdrawals. Are you? Yeah. And I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't like a huge drinker before, but I miss it. 
do you think it's possible you were a bigger drinker than you thought you were? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The people that are listening who know me are like, oh. Yeah. Smith, I'm not sure you saw that correctly. And by the <laughs> way, there's something wrong with your sister. I can't believe you don't see that either. <laughs> Sorry to your sister, who I'm sure is a lovely person. Yes, yeah. So, okay. So we, we figured out your husband has road rage. Um, we figured out that you're, you haven't hit like that really hormonal spot yet where you're worried about like bizarre things that can never happen. Probably. Um, mm-hmm. we figured out that I apparently have a lot of female hormones because I still think about those things to this day. Mm-hmm. I will make this point about that. I think that my time has, you know, being a stay at home dad for this long has proven to me that there are not gender specific things. There's just responsibility specific things like, you know, like if you're in charge of this, then you're the one who cares about it. Like, you know, women don't like doing the laundry. It's not, it's not a women's task to do the laundry. You know what I mean? Like it's just traditionally years ago, you know, Mm -hmm. moms were home, the laundry machines at home, the laundry needs to get done. You trust me, my wife, if she needed to use our washer, she'd have to go online and watch a YouTube video to figure out how to turn it on. Like she doesn't. Wayne does the laundry. Yeah. Right. So the point is, is that I worry about, you know, escape plans because that's sort of my part of it. You you know what I mean? Like, I think if my wife was at home and I was at work all day, she'd be like, what am I going to do if this place starts cooking? You know, like, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. kind of falls to the person who's there. Yeah. Are you guys, I know you imagine a, a split scenario, right? Where you're both pretty involved, but does one of your jobs take up more time during the day than the other? Mm, like our work job? Yeah. Are you like literally out of the house longer, one of you than the other? Um. Yeah. My work is a lot more flexible than his. Like his is very like nine to five and mine is, gives me leeway. Okay. So it'll probably be, so when extra stuff happens, extra stuff's going to fall on you probably. Yeah, right. most likely just because I'll be able to get away from work because I can work from home ultimately too, if I needed to. Mm-hmm. So, um, if things come up, I'll probably be the one to handle it. Gotcha. So, um, once the baby is too old to just kind of hang out with you at work, is it, What's your next plan? Is it daycare? Do you have a family member? What are you doing for? Um, It might be like split between, because I really want him to go to daycare just so he can get the socialization Mm -hmm. of being with other children. Um, But financially, we'll probably get help also. Super expensive. Yeah, it is very expensive. Daycare is quite literally the reason I'm a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, we were younger and I didn't, you know, I wasn't making very much money and you go to daycare and they tell you how much it is for the month. And I remember saying to my wife, like, I only make $300 more than that. Like, am I really going to work 30 days, you know, every 30 days to make $300? You know, I'm like, like, that doesn't make any sense, you know? And, um, you know, I, I set it up as like a financial thing back then, but in my back of my head, I was like, I might never have to work if this goes well. Uh, You're I, like, if I play my cards right, <laughs> I think I think Scott doesn't have to shave anymore. Uh, but um, honestly, no, it it uh, it didn't occur to me that way. I just felt like, wow, we're gonna like put this kid in daycare, and there's no financial like it's not yeah. like we're making a bunch of money, and we you know that it, so we just stopped, and um, 
and no kidding, like my son's going to be 20 in February. And I quit my job like a month before he was born in 19, in 2000. So I, I've, I haven't like, if you told me I had to go to work today, I'd probably cry and then chain mm-hmm. myself to a heavy piece of furniture. So you couldn't get me out of the house. I'd just be like, I'm not leaving. You can't make me go. But it, it is, uh, it, it was out of that necessity that we did that. Yeah. That's an yeah. If I could, if I could stay home, I would like to, but it's just not feasible for us, even with how much daycare is. But we probably we he won't have to go into daycare full time. I'll either work from home a couple days, or um, we'll have like Wayne's mom watch him if she's available. Very nice. So it won't be a full time kind of thing. Yeah, they're pretty local for you. Yeah, his his family lives very close to us. That'll be helpful. We weren't close to either of our parents, close enough for them to be helpful. And I can definitely see where that would have been nice once in a while to yeah. just be like, hey, we're going to go out just for an hour. and We're going to leave? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> we thought it would be illegal to leave him here by himself, uh, so you're going to come over. Uh, and you still feel guilty about all the things you did wrong to me when I was little, so you're going to do it. So get over <laughs> here and let's go. All right. All right, Samantha, here we go. Ready? Okay. Coming up on an hour. Your husband's name is Wayne. Yes. Your name is Samantha. And the baby's name is going to be? Harrison. Harrison. Nice. After Harrison Ford or someone in your family? No, it's after Harrison Ford. (laughs) Is it really? I got it right? Yeah. I walked down the aisle to a Star Wars song, so... We're kind of Star Wars people. Oh, so this kid's lucky his name's not Anakin or something like that then. Oh, gosh, no. No. He would never be named Anakin. (laughs) Is Harrison the, like, boom, like, you knew right away, or did you come to it? And if you came to it, what other names got discarded along the way? Um, I think we... Oh, gosh. I mean, we've had this name for a while. I think we kind of always wanted to be Harrison. His middle name is going to be Wayne. Wayne, because Wayne's middle name is Wayne, and he just goes by his middle name. So, oh my God, I thought you were telling me Wayne's name was Wayne Wayne for a half a second. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're like Wayne's middle name is Wayne. I was like, that screwed up, and then I realized what you were saying is he goes by his middle name. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, he'll have the same middle name as. (laughs) I'm an idiot. Why are any of you listening to this podcast? I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like, but wait. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no, it's probably just me. Uh, okay, so Harry. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing at how stupid I am. Harrison Wayne. Very yeah. nice. Is Wayne a family name? Uh, No. Well, maybe. No, it is now. It is now. If it wasn't, yeah, it is now. I my middle name is the same as my mom's. Mm -hmm. So if we ever had a girl, we were going to use my middle name. So since we were having a boy, I wanted to use his middle name. Very nice. Is there any reasoning behind this? Because it's like Bruce Wayne and Batman. (laughs) Because I mean, you just told me Harrison Ford because of Star Wars. So now I'm thinking for Wayne. Yeah, like when you hear Wayne, do you think ooh Bruce Wayne? Well, we. His favorite is Batman. So okay. I don't know if it's because of the name or because he has that, like, which came first. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. What do you think you're like? I wonder what movie will be big that Harrison will watch and then like, you know, 20. It's going to be so weird. That's what we think about, too. We're going to be like, wow, this is going to be 
they're like he's not gonna know who Harrison Ford is. No. <laughs> He'll probably just think of him as that old man who crashed that plane on the golf course. Not even though, because that was even a Far couple of years away. ago. Yeah, he's not even gonna know the story of when the Millennium Falcon fell on him and broke his broke his <laughs> ankle, right, while they were filming the new movies. He just will be like <laughs> He'll be like, I don't know. My parents are weirdos. Like that's probably how it's going to go. You know, like you're having this whole beautiful moment, but in truth, that kid 15 years from now is going to be sitting around with his friends. They're going to be like, "What are you named after?" And he's going to be like, "I don't know, some dumb movie." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that Disney Plus exists, I I bet you maybe he'll. Uh... But it'll be a totally different thing, though. That's what it'll be. It'll be crazy. Yeah. My my thought is is like. Like, what movie's going to impact his life that, you know, 25, 30 years from now when he's having a baby, he's going to think, you know what, I want to name my kid after this. You know what I mean? Like, it's so cool yeah. that there's the, I'm thinking like Arden now, Arden talks like this a lot, but she's like, there's going to be a movie 15 years from now and there'll be a character in it and I'll like the name and I'll name my baby after that. Like, like she has those kind of like, like, yeah. like bigger thoughts. Yeah, and I'm I'm like, yeah, that's that's really weird, isn't it? She goes, isn't it weird that that movie hasn't been made, named yet or made yet, but my baby will be named after it? And oh I'm gosh, like, and I'm that's like, a, that's like, yeah, I'm like, crazy thought for this her. Kid, this kid's not going to need to do drugs at all. She's completely okay. Yeah, you know, like coming up with these weird thoughts on her own. Uh, but that is very cool. Well, congratulations on having a really cool name for your baby. Thank you. Of course. Will there be baby like other Star Wars themed? stuff in the room it's gonna have to be right i think i think we're gonna do baseball theme yeah you said that before about the baseball but i don't know the star wars part what about a but baseball bat a little bit too much what if you find a baseball bat that looks like a lightsaber let's at least would, try for that that would be cool <laughs> it will not be cool it'll be something that you and wayne love the baby will tolerate as he gets older and other people looking at from the outside will question you about it. like what the <laughs> I like our conversation, Samantha, because I feel like they go off the rails pretty easily. I know. I feel kind of bad we didn't talk about diabetes. Well, we did. But yeah, you a little bit. You don't need as much insulin right now. <laughs> and you'd rather stop below than be high. You just said everything. I mean, okay. honestly. All right, look. Let's go. Is there something about diabetes you should have said that you didn't? Oh. <laughs> There's not, right? Because is has it been that difficult? Yeah. Okay. Because it's ever changing, right? Yeah, because it's just changing a right. lot. But you're, what are you doing? Are you using? I mean, I guess it's the frequency of the changing that makes the problem. Yeah. Right. Are you getting tired of it? Is it is it making you upset, or have you been? Oh yeah. Yeah. You have you had like why the hell do I have diabetes moments? Oh yeah, I have those. Probably more. <laughs> probably more. I was gonna say once a month, but it's sometimes it's probably more than that. Yeah. But it's been more frequent with the pregnancy. Um, may yeah, yeah. Just because everything's so like I was so used to sleeping through the night every night before I got pregnant, and now I'm not, and it's because of my Dexcom alarms. So that's really frustrating. Mm, because you're trying to stay in that lower, tighter range. Yeah, and well, before too, like I could coast at eighty all night, and now it's like. I like last night I was higher all night and my alarms keep going and sometimes I sleep through the alarm so then I'm higher for longer than I want to be which affects like me overall so it's just but that affects you how like I like I'm very tired right now mm -hmm. <laughs> 
I and just you just your mood changes. So and frustration too, and yeah, and it's just when I'm high for that long. Like if I'm high for over an hour, it's just like I'm done for for like probably the the rest of the day. What are we calling high? Uh, Last night I was at like one fifty. I'm sorry, you cut out one fifty. Yeah. Yeah, and that's in your life high, and and for pregnancy it's high. Yeah. 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 So is it that you're so accustomed to having a lower blood sugar that even a one fifty makes you not feel well? Yeah. If I'm over one twenty, I don't feel one hundred percent. No, I, I get that. Um, geez, you can't take it back now. That's not how being pregnant works. Just so you know, like it's in there now. So you're you're stuck yeah. like this for a little longer. <laughs> um, do you think there'll be like you talked about, like you know, having wine after the baby comes? Do you think you'll be able to keep up this, like the the management for your diabetes that keeps you under one twenty that you like? Do you think you'll be able to do that when the baby comes? Or are you worried about that at all? Um, the only thing that I'm worried about is that I'll be so preoccupied with the baby that like, I won't fix like a low soon enough. I'm worried about my lows after the baby's born Mm -hmm. because like the high makes me feel crappy, but like it could be dealt with if like the baby needs something then I can push it aside for a second. But with the low, like if I don't deal with it, I'm a little bit worried that that's when I'm going to start having like issues. Yeah, I get that. I don't know if you heard Alex last week on the weed episode, the After Dark episode, but apparently you can make those high symptoms go away if you need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We so, probably should say we're joking about that in case Dyfus just heard me joke about that and thinks you're going oh, yeah. to get loaded. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. Anybody listening, I will only have a glass of wine after the child has gone to bed gotcha. and my husband is present until you can teach that kid to pour the wine. And then <laughs> yeah. then when they've got some real usefulness in your life, that's when it's going to, by the way, I'm uh, just so I'm going to take a stand right here. I don't like it when people make their kids pour alcohol. No, yeah, I don't know. It makes it feel, I, I don't, don't think I was ever, I ever had to do that. When I was a kid. Mommy never sat, sent you for a glass of make mommy feel better. <laughs> no, I I never, I didn't know that was a thing. That wouldn't even come to my mind having my child do it. Boys fetching beers, like stuff like that. I know, I'm not, oh, okay. I've yeah. heard. I've I'm not heard judging this. you all. I'm just saying it makes me uncomfortable. So, of course, I, you know, I haven't had a beer in 15 years. So, um, my, my top, my, my situation's different maybe, but I just, I don't know. It makes me feel weird. That's I all. get it. Yeah. So, okay. I, I have a, I have a overarching question for the baby. Do you in the back of your mind have like a dream for him? Like how, like, do you see as like, how is life supposed to go? What you want him to do? Or like, have you thought about any of that stuff yet? I know it's ridiculous, um, but I'm wondering if it's possible. Well, I mean, we would love it if he played baseball. Of course that has to that would be the dream. But like, if he's just like not a brat, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, good luck. Um, <laughs> uh, just, the, just, um, just know that if the if you have another one and they're both boys, you're gonna get. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. <laughs> my poor mother still looks a little dizzy from oh, no. from me and my two brothers. To be perfectly honest, yeah. There's just no. Uh, there's no. Uh, I don't know. There's no break in the. I think when you have do. more than like, if you have two of either gender it's just a lot yeah oh i i believe so you need a break different ways yeah 
I like the we got a boy and a girl, and then we were sort of like, okay, all done. Hey. That was it. That worked out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and you can see where they're, like you said, like they have different ways of approaching things, and it breaks yeah. it up so that there's not the same thing happening all the time in the in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Where my brothers okay. and I were just lunatics, and my mom <laughs> was. My poor mother was just like, oh, I just need to get through this. So they move out. <laughs> She's like counting down the 18 more years. Yeah. Oh, and the worst part is we are spread out so far. There was no respite for her whatsoever. Like I'm, I'm 40. This is embarrassing. I'm either 47 or 48. I'm not sure. Do you want to, <laughs> hold on. 71, 81, 91, 2001. I'm 48. And so, oh my God. Uh, so I'm 48 makes my brother 43. And my other brother, 37, were all five years apart. Oh, dang. So yeah. she just, as, as soon as things got calm, she was like, let's do it again. Oh, like I was married and my brother was in high school still. You know, and my mom was just looking at the last one like, oh, God, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm just oh, not, no. I'm not going to make it. This one's going to, this yeah. is going to take me right to the end of my life. <laughs> oh, having kids is wonderful. You've made a wonderful decision. And Yay. you're going to love it. It really is exciting. Have I bummed you out about children? I haven't, right? No, I'm very excited. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really, it's very cool. I'm I'm a little disappointed the kid's name's not Scott, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, you could have it out the there. Did you? Did you try? No. no. You didn't. But that's disappointing, <laughs> Samantha. I have to tell you, like, even if just jokingly you would have said it, it would have been nice. It's all right. I have another person who's contacted me recently who's considering it. Oh, man. I'm finally on a list somewhere. <laughs> That's something. Yeah, it's not going any further than that. Scott is <laughs> such a terrible name. There's no <laughs> way anyone's going to... Like, think of it. It's like, Scott, what is that? It's this just... You know what I mean? This little... Sh- not many people are named Scott. Yeah, well, because the I name think sucks. I, I know... <laughs> Why do you think that is exactly, Samantha? You think because <laughs> people hear it and go, wow, what a great name. But I don't want to go with it. <laughs> It's because it's short and it lacks poetry. It's Kurt. You know what I mean? Like, not Kurt the name, but it's Kurt. Like, it's short and it's mm-hmm. it's hard. It's just not a... I don't even think anybody calls me Scott in my life. No? I don't think so. I'm going through what Ca- Kelly calls me and, I don't know, maybe <laughs> once in a while. Arden will call me Scott sometimes when she's trying to get my attention. Funny. I don't even know that I think of my name as being Scott, to be perfectly honest. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's, I'm just Funny saying, your name. I get it when people don't want to use it. It's fine. Maybe you should use my middle name. What's that? I'm not saying my middle name. That's how bad my <laughs> middle name is. My mother did me a solid. My dad, my dad <laughs> wanted to name me after her, his father, who had like passed away unexpectedly right before my birth. Was hit by a train, in case you're wondering. Like his car on the tracks. He probably killed himself, and this is the cover story that they tell people. I don't know. Okay, but um, but uh, I'm adopted, so I don't feel a lot of connection to the fact that the man's dead. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, but anyway, the man has a he had uh, a just a terrible name, and my dad wanted to name me after him. I, I guess out of I don't know respect or whatever it was going to be. And my mom like like stood up and was like you are not naming my kid that and i was like thank you mom like like seriously but then like she let it be my middle name so it's terrible oh. it's terrible i'll, I'll tell you compromise after we, after we i'll tell you what we're gonna say goodbye now and then i'll say i'm gonna right 
and then I'm going to tell you my middle name. All right. So thank you so much for doing this. I will see you uh, in a few more months. Yep. We'll see you in February. Isn't this fun? Like being pregnant with Samantha and Wayne and baby Harrison. I'm having a good time. Harrison. I like it. Thank you to the sponsors. Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes for sponsoring the Juice Box Podcast. Don't forget the links are available in the show notes of your podcast player. They're available at juiceboxpodcast.com or you can type them with your fingers. Myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Dancing the number four diabetes.com. Thank you.